Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It is time to talk BYU football with Brian Keel. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. You know, you are a former Cougar player, and you love your Cougars, and you grew up here locally, and you know about the rivals, and you just seem to be getting into it on Twitter with Aggie and Ute fans all the time. Do you really enjoy that, <laughs> or are you trying to figure out how to extricate yourself from that? Or you're like, bring it on. I want more of this. <laughs> it's funny that you said that. Um, so I do enjoy it probably more than, than I should. And, um, and, and I don't know. It's just different for me. I grew up in Salt Lake surrounded by Ute fans in the family of diehard season ticket holder BYU fans. And so I've kind of lived in enemy territory my whole life. And I came of age in the 90s when the rivalry really came alive. I was, I was, you know, three years old in, in the 80s, three, four, five years old in the 80s when it wasn't a rivalry. And um, in 93, when Utah really kind of made it a rivalry, I, um, I uh, was nine years old. So I remember that and grew up in it. I love it. Twitter is now the, the playground where that takes place. And so I love, I love interacting, engaging, trash-talking, whatever you want to call it, with Utah fans, with Utah State fans, with, with everybody. It's fun for me. So because they have that independent schedule, the schedule changes every year, obviously, but you do have some mainstays. And so far, those mainstays have been Utah, Boise, and Utah State. And with that in mind, that without any conference games, that's essentially a form of your conference game. So for you, how much added importance is there on the Utah State game as far as BYU winning? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I riled some, some Aggies. Um, I think it was last week. Made the comment that Utah State is the little brother of BYU and Utah. And, you know, the Aggies came out. I knew they would. The Aggies came after me for it. Um, and, and it's true. They have been the little brother. I don't care what you want to argue. But that doesn't mean little brother can't beat you. It doesn't mean little brother doesn't hit puberty, grow up, get big. All of a sudden, you know, he's got muscles now, and he can hit you in the mouth. And Utah State absolutely has done that the last several years. I mean, they beat us two in a row and three out of the last four, whatever it is, and uh, three out of the last five. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, the, the history of the rivalry hasn't changed, and the way BYU has dominated hasn't changed, but – in recent years, Utah State has the edge, and they will absolutely beat us this week if we don't take care of our business. And so it is, it is an important game. It's a key game. It's a critical game. It's a pride game. And, and we have to go, go play like we're capable of, not, not play crappy football that we've been susceptible to this season. All right, you're a former linebacker, and we have talked to you this year about just the horrific run defense that BYU has had, which is very unusual for BYU. They're usually pretty stout against the run, or very stout against the run, but they're not usually bad. Now, we've heard about Kalani taking a more hands-on roll, the whole drop eight, rush three thing. You went into it with us a couple weeks ago. How about that? How that puts the players in a tough spot, makes it harder to defend the run because of what they're doing. But it seemed like things changed against Boise State a little bit. Do you expect that to continue, or because it's been a roller coaster ride all year, all bets are off, and the roller coaster probably continues? Yeah. So whatever happens in the box and on the sidelines, 
and throughout the week before the Boise game, that needs to be replicated against Utah State. Obviously, it worked. And you know, I, I talked – in fact, I talked to um, a teammate of mine, Cameron Denson, on the phone yesterday, totally unrelated to football, just about something else. But, you know, we obviously chatted for a minute about the season and um, both, you know, frustrated and disappointed about the, 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 just the odd season that we've had. And um, Cameron didn't, didn't know anything about the, the switch-up that happened against Boise. And he was, he was kind of surprised to hear that and then kind of echoed the same sentiments that I had, like, well, it worked. We better keep doing that. And, um, you know, for anybody watching, you know, there was, there was an improvement in uh, our sense of urgency in the, the, the way the players responded, you know, their – their excitement, their energy levels, and just the execution. There's so many ways that it was was better. And so, you know, going forward to, to this game against the Aggies, I would expect us to do the same thing, have an improvement against stopping the run because we've been bad at that all year. We took a big step forward against, against Boise, but we still weren't great. So we need to be better there and just, you know, just take care of business all, all around the board. So I, that's what I would expect. How much is that is incumbent upon the leadership, whether it's a junior or senior or whatever grade you might be in, because you've showed it a little bit now to make sure that it repeats itself and the leadership demanding everybody else not revert back to what we've seen in some of the games earlier this season? Leadership is key. So, um, you know, it's, it's easy for me to speak from my experience, um, so I will. My, my first season at BYU was 2002. It, it was BYU's first losing season in 30 years. And that was my true freshman year. Um, and I've said this before. I think that was the most talented team I played on in terms of just individual talent. Um, it was, you know, so 2002, if you remember, that's the year after 2001 where BYU was top in the country in offense, Gary Croton's first year. Um, they go 12-2. and two. You know, just amazing offense. Defense was, was mediocre at best, but the offense was fantastic. Full of talent. Okay, so in the 2002, the wheels fall off. And, and I look back at that team, and that team, again, I say it was probably the most talented team I played on, you know, more talented than the 05, 06, 07 teams that I played on after my mission, even though those football teams were better. The 2002 team had more NFL guys. So why did we suck so bad? It was, in my opinion, it was leadership. We had talented players, but I don't think we had the necessary leadership to take to take the command, to take the onus, to to you know, grab people by the face mask if you need to, and and and, and just do everything that that needs to be done from a, from a leadership standpoint. It doesn't matter what year you are in the program, and. Um, you know, if if you look back, that that's my opinion. So so for this team this year, that's exactly what they need to do. The guys who are in leadership positions, they need to step up, and uh, they need to take care of they need to take care of business. So looking at the season as a whole, if they beat Utah State, if BYU beats Utah State, they would be four and four with three games that they would be heavily favored in, and they ought to win. That'd be seven and four. Going to San Diego State for a chance at eight wins. I predicted seven. I thought eight was top shelf. Somebody brought up ten earlier this season, and I completely dismissed it, which in retrospect, if they'd closed the fourth quarter against Toledo and South Florida, would actually be in play. 
But all that aside, if they get this Aggie game, for all the roller coaster, could you see this season ending up in a spot where you'd say, as a former Cougar player, you know, it had its ups and downs, but that actually was a pretty good year. Yeah, so um, if we went out and we, we finished 8-4, and four, it's, a, it's a good year, not a great year. It's not a disaster. It's, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. And it, I think it helps us, you know, having eight wins with a win over Boise and a win over USC versus say we had lost to those two schools and beat Toledo and South Florida. I'd rather take the wins over Boise and, and USC. Now, obviously, I'd rather take all the wins, but it's still a good year, and, and that's what this, the, the coaches, the staff, they need to impress upon the players and the leadership players need to impress upon the whole team is, is that the, year, the year's not over. we got a lot to play for. It's very important. And, you know, just our positioning for recruiting and, and just there's so many different aspects. So it's important that we win out. It's important that we go to a bowl game. It's important that we do well in a bowl game. All these things matter. And so if that, if that outcome happens as a former player, I'll be pleased with the way that we, we rebounded after two devastating losses to Toledo and South Florida and finished out to have a good year. I'll still be disappointed because, in my opinion, those losses shouldn't have happened. But um, there's, there's still a lot to play for. So that would be the focus, in my opinion. So if that does happen, given the fact that they're playing a lot of young guys, does that bode promising for the future in your mind? Yeah, so um, I, I try to be a, a glass-half-full kind of guy. I try to be optimistic, and I try to look at the silver lining in, in unfortunate circumstances. And so this, this, is, this, this isn't a given, but this is what you hope. You hope that a crappy loss against Toledo or against South Florida is enough of a learning experience that it gets you two, three, four, five wins next season or the season after that that you wouldn't have had. That, again, that doesn't mean that that's a given. It doesn't mean that that automatically happens, but that's what you hope for. And, and that type of scenario can happen. It absolutely can happen. Where as a young player, you learn something. Because regardless, no matter what, this is just a, a, true, a truism of sport. You learn more in a loss than you do in a win. It's just, that's just proven it's, it's not debatable so and and again it's not a given it's it's all it's potentially you can potentially learn more in a loss than you can in a win but you have to be willing to learn it so hopefully these guys especially the young guys they picked up some nuggets from those crappy games that really benefits us down the road this season next season the season after that and that's the type of momentum that you build year after year so that you can can buoy up a program and, and kind of progress along the path of, of where we would like to go all right it's BYU it's all about the quarterback which quarterback would you start I would start um I would start Jaron uh, a couple of reasons I've said before I, I'm biased I, I've known Jaron his whole life and so it's it's you know it's 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 it's, it's a biased situation for me so that I, I'd be a liar if I didn't say that that affects it but even aside from the bias um you know just look at numbers People, fans are so skewed by wins and losses, and obviously a quarterback affects that outcome more than any other position, but it's still a team game, and you still win or lose as a team. 
And it's just kind of funny because we beat Boise, the perception is that Baylor played so much better. Whereas he, he did play a fantastic game, but it's not like he played better than Jaron did. Jaron played absolutely great the week before and, and played a winning a winning game. In fact, he, he had a, a higher QBR than Baylor did in the win against the, the win against um, Boise. So, so my point is, you know, if 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 Jaron is your backup, he didn't do anything to lose that spot, then he's your guy. That's that's the way I would do it. I think he played a great game. And so I would go with him. That being said, they're both great quarterbacks. They've both shown that they can perform. So I think we're in good hands, whoever the coaches decide to start. So we know that our tribal Utah has a massive game in Seattle against Washington. The Utes are top 10. If they win, they can take a gigantic step towards winning the South and maybe for themselves even going 11-1. and one. My thought for you is how much do you think Utah's success – on the football field, negatively affects BYU's team? So I, I want to take this chance. I know a lot of Utah fans listen to me on your show, and I've been battling with them on Twitter about Tyler Huntley. I called him a game manager week one against BYU because he had game manager numbers. Yeah, He's had a fantastic year, and I have said to Utah fans on Twitter repeatedly that if he comes out and torches – Washington, as he has some of the lesser Pac-12 opponents, I will eat all the crow in the world. So (laughs) any Utah fans that are listening right now, you heard it right here. I'm a man of my word. If Tyler Huntley torches the Huskies this weekend, I will eat all the crow you want and (laughs) acknowledge that I was deadly wrong about him being a game manager. But if that doesn't happen, I'm standing by to my game manager assessment. So anyway, to answer your question – um, it's tough. It's tough for so so you know BYU and, and Utah are, are kind of you know cousins. They're uh, or you know they're 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 intertwined, and it's it's tough for BYU to see the success that Utah's had, and and they have been on an upward trajectory ever since they hopped into the the Pac-12. Their their athletic department budget has gone up. Their recruiting has gone up. Their facilities have gone up. Their national exposure has gone up. It's all been on the rise. And it's tough. You know, BYU's kind of, you know, I've made this reference before. They're, they're standing in their tux waiting to go to prom without a date, you know, and we're just kind of waiting outside of the dance. We can't get in. And, um, and it's tough. And it, it, it affects us. The, it absolutely affects us in recruiting um, because it is, it is a zero-sum game, um, recruiting. So every big recruit that Utah gets is a recruit that we, we can't get. And obviously I know that there's different guys that they target, different guys that we target, but there's still a lot of overlap. And so, you know, the success of their program absolutely has an impact, not always negative, but always absolutely has an impact on our program. And this is what I, what I would like. Nothing would be better in my mind than for the Aggies, the Utes, and the Cougars to be nationally ranked every single season. I think that'd be good for the state of Utah. It'd be good for, for high school football here. It'd be good for the fans. And um, so, you know, as, as much as it hurts me to see Utah's success, it, it's good. It's good for the state, and it, it, it's good for football here, and they're doing their part. So now the, the Cougars, my team, and the Aggies, we got to do our part. we got to pick our games up because we're not getting it done. 
Well, at the risk of helping you dig a deeper hole here with Ute fans, I'm curious about the Tyler Huntley. I kind of get the game manager against BYU. It was the opener. It was a new offensive coordinator. They wanted to keep stuff under wraps for college. They just or for a conference. They just wanted to get through the game and stay healthy, especially once they had a lead. So I kind of get all that. But in the conference games, to at least to me, it seems like he's clearly been an impact player and he's way past the game manager stage but you don't want to say that you're still waiting to see if he does it to washington no so yeah so basically he i and i've acknowledged this he's played absolutely phenomenal football um the the thing that i've said is the it's been it's been kind of adjusted by the schedule utah their their sadron is like 46 in the country you know they've played a very soft schedule and he has benefited from that. He's taken advantage of it and has played great football. But you can't ignore that. They've played some really crappy teams, and he's had good games against them. And the point that I've made to Utah fans on Twitter is if you look at – so he plays BYU, he throws for 100 yards, and is totally a game manager. And then Utah loses to USC, he has a poor game. And then Utah plays a bunch of crappy teams, he tears it up. Then they play a good team in Arizona State, and he has a poor game. And um, then uh, really the game that was kind of the outlier was against Cal. Cal is, is finally they play a team with a good defense, and, he, and, and on top of that he has a good game. He only played for half. And so it was kind of it was a weird situation. He had a dump-off pass to, to Moss. That he took 73 yards that really boosted his numbers. So, so my point is, you know, I'm fully willing to give him all the credit in the world. I just would like to see him do it against a real defense. And, um, you know, this, so that's why I've said this is it. You know, Washington is a complete football team, offense, defense, special teams. And um, if he can go out there and, and, and play the way he's been playing against them, then, like I said, I'll eat all the crow in the world. I've acknowledged that he's played great football. I've just – I just discounted it because of, of the competition. So it is what it is, and if people don't want to like that, that's fine. They're 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 um, entitled to their opinion. That's just uh, what I have seen. So he's Brian Keel. He joins us every <laughs> week, part of the red and the blue, and he'll be available on Twitter if you'd like to argue with him. And I sense many of you would. Brian, thanks for joining us. Look forward to it. We'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, I've I've taken a, a seven day Twitter fast. Because I, I got into it too much, I realized it was it was unhealthy for my psyche. So I'll, I'll be back in a couple of days. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brian. Yep, take care.